0: the Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael, and during this series, Pastor DeMichael is teaching a lesson entitled, Mormon Doctrines in Light of the Bible. Come find out what the Bible has to say on this issue, and please be sure to stay tuned after the broadcast as we will have a special offer for a free book on this very subject. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael.
1: I'm going to read to you out of the Book of Mormon from Alma chapter 7. And in Alma chapter 7, and verse 10 we read, And behold, he, speaking of Christ, shall be born of Mary at Jerusalem. Is that where Christ was born? Alma chapter 7, verse 10, And behold, we shall, he shall be born of Mary at Jerusalem, which is the land of our forefathers, she being a virgin, a precious and chosen vessel, who shall be overshadowed and conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost, and bring forth a son, yea, even the Son of God. Uh, there are other works that have been done that deal completely with the textual problems of the Book of Mormon. And uh, it's interesting to note that such a work as the Book of Mormon would have 3,913 changes from the first until the present edition. If such textual problems were found with the Bible, it would leave serious doubts as to its inspiration. Some other textual problems that the Book of Mormon presents, and probably one of the worst, is its extensive quotation from the King James Bible. Now here's the problem. Since the Book of Mormon covers a period of time from 600 B.C. to 421 A.D., how would it quote from a book that was not translated until 1611? And uh, the problem is readily apparent. Either the King James translators copied from the Book of Mormon, or the writers of the Book of Mormon copied from the translators of the King James Bible. How can you believe that the Book of Mormon was really finished in AD 421 when it's so often quotes from a book translated about 1,200 years later? Of course, one could answer that God gave the same revelation to the people in America that he, did in, that he did in Palestine, but would he give it in the exact King James English both times? Would he use the exact words of Isaiah, Peter, and Paul? In fact, would he make the Book of Mormon about one-third a direct quotation from the King James Bible it's also interesting that the English of the Book of Mormon becomes markedly improved when it is time to quote from the King James Bible. Now, you can study this on your own, and again, for the sake of time, we're not going to cite a lot of examples, but you can study this on your own. There's a great book written on the subject we carried in the bookstore called Mormonism, Shadow or Reality by the Tanners. They give you a lot of these very same comparisons. A lot of beautiful passages from the Bible are copied over into the Book of Mormon. For example, Paul's references to faith, hope, and charity, and the material in 1 Corinthians 13 is borrowed and reborrowed over and over again. A careful reading will reveal that the Book of Mormon borrows most of the Bible stories supplying different names and fits them into another time and place. Literally hundreds of examples could be supplied. Now, here is another damning piece of evidence concerning the Book of Mormon. And again, remember, the only reason we're bringing these things up is that the Bible's being challenged on a daily basis in this valley as we speak by missionaries coming to the door and presenting us with another testament of Jesus Christ so-called that is supposed to be the most accurate book on the planet, correctly translated, no errors, even though supposedly you've got errors in your Bible. So when a book makes those kind of claims, it should stand up to the scrutiny that we're giving it. And believe me, we're being light. We're just scratching the surface at this point. We had the time. You could go on and on and on. But here's an interesting uh, piece of information. A D. Green, assistant professor of anthropology at Weber State College, wrote an article for Dialogue uh, Dialogue magazine. Uh, The article is very critical of the Book of Mormon archaeologists. Uh, It's very significant because Mr. Green was at one time deeply involved in archaeological work at Brigham Young University. 1953 and 54 he served as assistant editor of the University Archaeological Society newsletter and in 1958 through 61 he served as its editor. In his article for Dialogue, a Journal of Mormon Thought, He writes this, among other things, and I'm going to skip the first couple paragraphs and get to the point. He says this The first myth we need to eliminate is that Book of Mormon archaeology exists. Titles on books full of archaeological half truths, calling themselves archaeology for the Book of Mormon, regardless, archaeologists, regardless of their education. And a Department of Archaeology at BYU devoted to the production of Book of Mormon archaeologists does not ensure that Book of Mormon archaeology really, in fact, exists. If one is to study Book of Mormon archaeology, then we must have a corpus of data with which to deal. We do not. The Book of Mormon is really there so we can have Book of Mormon studies. And archaeology is really there so we can study archaeology, But the two are not wed. At least they are not wed in reality, since no Book of Mormon location is known with reference to modern topography. Biblical archaeology can be studied, because we do know where Jerusalem and Jericho were and are. But we do not know where Zarahemla and Bountiful, nor any location for that matter, were or are. It would seem that a concentration on geography should be the first order of business. But we have already seen that 20 years of such an approach has left us empty-handed. Dialogue, A Journal of Mormon Thoughts, summer of 1969, pages 74, 76, 77, and 78. In plainer words, what he is saying is we can't have any Book of Mormon archaeology because we don't have any Book of Mormon geography. In other words, we don't know where to start digging. Where do you start digging? You've got to know where the place is. And until you get some geography, you can't have archaeology. And so that's the reason that you have all kinds of archaeological finds to verify the Bible. We've talked about those before. Over and over again, from Noah's Ark, to the walls of Jericho falling, to the torching of Sodom and Gomorrah, and on and on and on we could go. Civilizations, peoples. The, the history of the Jews, the history of the people surrounding the Jews that interacted with the Jews over hundreds of years. There are archaeological finds to verify these people, these civilizations, their coinage, their language, the places they live, the cities, the countries themselves. But in the Book of Mormon, those things that are exclusive to the Book of Mormon, they've come up totally empty, not only on an archaeological basis, but on a a geographical basis as well. So again, for a book that was claimed to be the most accurate book in the world, given by direct inspiration of God, and uh, by the Articles of Faith, more accurate than your Bible, because your Bible is only accurate so far as it was translated correctly, but the Book of Mormon is accurate, it's the Word of God, when you make those kind of claims, you better be able to back them. And the Mormon Church has not been able to do that. All right, number three, third authority. The Bible, Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenants. All right, what is Doctrine and Covenants? It's a series of revelations supposedly given to Joseph Smith with minor additions by later successors in the presidency of the Latter-day Saints. The first revelation, according to his own testimony, was given to Joseph Smith in September of 1823. The last one was received... In June of 1844, uh, there's one section given by Brigham Young and uh, short notes by Presidents uh, Wilford Woodruff and Lorenzo Snow. Now, the Doctrine and Covenants introduces many of the different doctrinal ideas that are taught by the book, uh, by the Mormon Church. And uh, it's the Doctrine and Covenants that makes uh, the Mormon Church so different from most other religious bodies in America, doctrinally speaking, In fact, it is a Doctrine and Covenants that is even more difficult for the Latter-day Saints to defend than the Book of Mormon itself. We'll give you some examples of this. The Doctrine and Covenants tells us in the very first section, according to section 1, verses 38 and 39, that these things that are in this book are revelations from God himself. Now, let's go over a list of some of the things that the Doctrine and Covenants teaches. And again, we are only going to scratch the surface here, but we're going to show that these things are in direct disagreement with the Bible. And again, what we're demonstrating is you can't hold the Bible in your hand and then stack a Book of Mormon on top of it, and then a Doctrine and Covenants, and then a Pearl of Great Price, and and the uh, Articles of Faith, and say these all agree, these are our final authority, it just doesn't work because there are
0: contradictions. You've got to choose. You've got to choose. We would like to thank you for listening to Treasures of Truth. And we would also like to offer a free book about the content you just heard on Mormon doctrines in light of the Bible. To receive this free book, please contact the office at Treasure Valley Baptist Church. You can give them a call at 208-888-4545. That's 208-4545. The offices are open Tuesday through Friday. To hear more great messages by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also follow us on Facebook. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services. Our Sunday school begins at 9.30 with the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45. We also have great kids programs on Wednesday nights. At 7 o'clock, we've got the Master's Club, which runs during the school year. And at the same time, we have a Bible study for the adults in the main auditorium. With specialized classes and programs for all ages, as well as wonderful nurseries for the youngsters, Treasure Valley Baptist Church has a place for everyone. And don't forget about our vibrant programs for the teens and our college and career group. We hope to see you soon.